1: It's awesome. it's time for the opening. The, the, the opening drive. Oh, by the way, the other quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he is motivated to play against the Bears. The one thing you say about Aaron Rodgers, and we have said a lot of things, not all of them flattering, most of them not lately, especially. But he leans in to this Bears-Packers rivalry in a way that I can appreciate, and I think oh, yeah. Bears fans should, because I think in a weird way. You're going to miss him when he's gone. I,
0: you took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say the exact same thing, David. And I've been saying it to people all week that, 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 that the Bears fans, as much as they will gladly put the the torment in their rearview mirror and all the losses and all the things that, that, that Aaron Rodgers does in cruel fashion to rip their heart out and stomp on it right in front of them. He brings an element of, we talked about it earlier in the week, theater. He brings an element of entertainment. He brings an element of excitement to the games he plays in. That's, that's fun. I thought it was fun this afternoon. I, you know, Earlier in the week, we talked about Cole Komet saying, yeah, bring it on. I want to see Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. So I asked Jalen Johnson. I said, Cole kind of spoke for you guys on defense and said he wants to see Aaron Rodgers. Do you want to see him? And, and, and Jalen said 100%. And then it, it, he said, look, he's a shit talker. And he said that, that he's a guy that over his time has has proven that he can talk a big game and back it up. And the way that he is as a ferocious competitor energizes the guys on the other sideline. Right. And so that's the fun of this. Right. Like this is why we're in this business. This is why we cover this league, because the the, the drama and the entertainment and the stakes and the stars and all the things that come with it are always present when Aaron Rodgers is on the field and when Aaron Rodgers visits Chicago, he's had a lot of success here. I think this will be uh, his, his 16th trip in uh, and and he's won 12 times here at soldier field. So he loves, he loves the, uh, the stage here. He loves the fan base here and we can get into more of that in a minute, but you just, you just love that he puts his arms fully around this rivalry, gives it a big hug and says, let's go.
1: Yeah. I think that I respect him. On the field, I respect the way that he does talk trash to <laughs> the opponent, especially the Bears. I respect everything about Aaron Rodgers, the football player. Now, Aaron Rodgers, the football diva, is somebody that has bothered me in recent years. And I think that commentary is is kind of reserved for a special type of uh, – uh, you know, it's not related to what he does yeah. in the pocket and yep. on Sunday between noon and three, as it will be on, on, on this Sunday afternoon. But I think Dan as well, when you look at all that he has done in terms of against the bears, there's yeah. many moments to stand out last year's I own you moment, but I I don't know to me if that, that's going to be probably part of the clips that that they play in Canton and it'll be fun when he's getting inducted in the hall of fame to reminisce about that. But to me, it's still going to be the, the Chris Conti, Randall Cobb, Breakdown Aaron Rodgers in that game. I think that's the one that will stand out to me. Well,
0: here, so let's go through this a little bit because this is a very interesting topic of conversation. Number one, uh, let let me be very clear that that my uh, I do not subscribe to many of Aaron Rodgers' worldviews. Let's just put that out there on the table and say uh, that he, fascin- he, fa- he fascinates me in a lot of ways. In that regard, uh, he, he triggers more than a few eye rolls. But whenever he is on my schedule for the week. The itinerary says Packers, right? And I've had 10 years on this beat and two in Minnesota where I've had a lot of opportunities to watch Aaron Rodgers play. I genuinely get excited because number one is a football player. He's one of the best of all time to play. And you see him do things that you don't see a lot of quarterbacks be able to do. And so that's exciting to be in the building for that many moments to watch that guy play. The second part of it is, is is what you say with this rivalry, the I own you thing, right? Like this is, this was a big moment last year where Rogers punctuates the victory at soldier field and goes in that uh, Southwest corner of, uh, of soldier field and, and uses some choice words and tells the fans over there, I own you. I still bleeping own you now. You remember, David, after that game, he claimed and and I'm phrasing this very, very, very specific in a very specific way. He claimed that there was a woman up in that part of the stands giving him the double bird. I think that was a figment of Aaron Rodgers imagination. I think that was his justification for letting some competitive tenacity out and and shouting up there because no one has been able to confirm that this so-called double bird flipping woman is out there. I would have a feeling that if she was, she would have spoken up somewhere. Right. In social media, we're always able to find these characters in the stands in 2022. Right. That that we can find this woman, I don't think exists, but it gave Aaron the fodder to, to, to light that one off.
1: Well, I think that there are a lot of things that we could point to in recent years that have been figments of his imagination, <laughs> and this is just—we don't want to get it. That's a—that's a different yeah, podcast. That's I'm a just saying that's a, general, that's a statement that stands alone. It's a but, different podcast. But, but I think that that's interesting because she might have been a composite character. seen like, you know, a lot <laughs> right. of the person didn't really exist. Like you remember in Rudy. The, the janitor that let Rudy in. Right. Why? Who was, you know, clapping like that. <laughs> he never existed he Was a character that they invented. And I think this woman who gave him the double bird in the end zone was probably like that.
0: I, I'm with you. So
1: many people that flipped him off over the years. And he said, I own you. And it was to her, but it was collective <laughs> Chicago. So
0: before we advance this discussion further, because I've got to rewind to something you said about 2013 in a minute. Aaron Rodgers was asked in Green Bay at his uh, his weekly availability, which, by the way, is as is, is long as any quarterback in the league does weekly. I think he spoke for 21 minutes on Wednesday afternoon up at Lambeau Field. Uh, he was asked about the I own you episode. And here was what he said, uh, as he recalled it this year.
1: I've been hearing for fans for
0: 15 years down there, so I don't expect anything to be different. I have a lot of respect for the city of Chicago and the sports fans. I grew up, said it many times, watching. You know, WGN was one of the few channels we had on our TV, so I grew up watching Cubs games and Bulls games, and um, you know, so I've been a fan of Chicago sports for a while. I have a lot of respect for the city and and uh, the legacy of uh, excellence that the team and in the uh, you know the region has. But I always enjoy playing against the Bears. David, I think that that appreciation is sincere. I think it's genuine. I think he sincerely loves the passion of this sports town. I think he genuinely understands what this rivalry means to both cities. And so I love that part of this whole thing because it, it, it is a guy who who comes into it. Now, would he have the same feeling in this rivalry if he was five and twenty-four instead of twenty-four and five? Probably not. I think he really enjoys and relishes the role of of being the tormentor and doing those things. And, and in another forum this week. When when he was asked about the, I own you comments, he said, it wouldn't even make my top five list, right. right. Of moments where he's right. torn the bears out. So you mentioned uh, 2013 in recent vintage Rogers has mentioned January, 2011, which is the, the NFC championship game oh, at the yeah. end of the 2010 season. Right. And, right. right. I mean, you get you, you claim the George Halas trophy on soldier field to go to the super bowl and win your first super bowl. That's a moment. That's going to be high up on your mantle. Yeah. Right, he brings up 2016. I had forgotten about this one until, until he, he recounted this recently. The Bears were 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 losing to the Packers 27-10 going into the fourth quarter at Soldier Field, and rattled off 17 straight points behind John Fox and Matt Barkley. All right. They tie the game at 27. And it's one of these moments where Soldier Field's alive and you're like, OK, there's some magic here. There's some magic here. And then Aaron comes out and hits Jordy Nelson for 60 yards. They kick a game winning walk off field goal and you go, of course, that's how this ends. Right. This is of course, that's how it sends. Even even the most spirited rivalry or, or, or rally gets shot down at the end by this assassin. And then 2013. What I love about 2013 is you remember. Everything that led up to that game. Right. Rodgers is out for two months with a collarbone that he broke and not just a collarbone that he broke, but a collarbone that he broke getting sacked by Shane McClellan at Lambeau Field in a game. The Packers lost to Josh McCown. And it was like, oh, Aaron's done for the year. Aaron's done for the year. Aaron's done for the year. The Bears squandered several chances to clinch the NFC North and it set up a winner go home. Final week game at Soldier Field between the Bears and the Packers, and it goes back and forth, and Rodgers throws a pick to Chris Conte. He throws a pick to Tim Jennings. He remembers all these things in vivid detail, and he also remembers getting the ball back down 28-27 to with six and a half minutes to go for the last time going on a drive that covers 87 yards, David, and ends with a 48-yard touchdown pass on fourth and eight to Randall Cobb. And Rodgers can, can recite this. I'm writing about this at, at, at chicagotribute.com for Friday morning. The vivid detail that he remembers about that play, about how he wanted that the, the Bears had a seven-man blitz coming. And the Packers had six uh, a six-man protection. And if the Bears use the right rush pattern, they get home, they break up the play, they win the game, they win the division, and history is rewritten. But instead, the rush pattern doesn't get home. And then Rodgers sees Jordy Nelson, who he wants on the hot route, get blown up by Major Wright and would, should have been an illegal contact call. And he says, oh, no, I can't go to my hot route. And John Kuhn comes over and cut blocks Julius Peppers. and Now all of a sudden he's got an opening. And Randall Cobb is all alone behind Chris Conte, and he throws it. And it's just this moment that even nine years later, Later, he remembers every single vivid detail and blade of grass and 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 visible breath in the in the December air and all of it right and it just tells you what this rivalry is and how much he has left his imprint on it in such indelible ways that he can casually say, "I own you" as an Indian in his top five and be totally right.
1: Unfortunately, so do Bears fans for <laughs> that play vividly, and unfortunately, so does Chris Conti, because I would maintain yeah. that he never recovered from that. Psychologically. I think he became a that villain
0: here. I mean, he became a villain here.
1: He became a villain. And that was one play that a guy who was actually a pretty good NFL safety went to Tampa, had his revenge one day down in Florida, but a guy who never overcame that one play. And frankly, Dan, if I recall the certain, the stakes, Bears win they're in right yeah yeah yeah. it's a, it's a winner so, take all division title game that one play not only scarred Conti for his football life but it also changed Bears history because Mark Tresman who the wheels fell off a year later but if he had that playoff right uh, birth and and made it in 2013 in his first season there might have been a deeper well of patience when you're talking about that but as it turned out, who cares? They blew the lead. Rodgers burned them. They couldn't stop Randall Cobb and we had to play for the ages. And I think that's the one why it keeps on, you know, you can't get it out of your head if you were there and Bears fans can't uh, forget it because of what it meant in terms of magnitude.
0: And it's one of the ones that Rogers still, still loves. I mean, he still yeah. loves talking about it. And that's why he remembers it in such vivid detail, which brings us to this year, right? Like, right. so now you're at a situation where the Packers are four and eight and Aaron Rogers has got at least bruised ribs. They might be cracked. He won't say. He's got a broken right thumb. They're playing for nothing. Jordan loves waiting in the wings. There's an opportunity here for the Packers to maybe say, OK, let's take a look at our our young quarterback, get a better glimpse at our succession plan here and see which direction we can go with this. And Aaron Rodgers says, not so fast. We're not eliminated mathematically. And he says this with such conviction. We can run the last five. You know, let's get this one in Chicago, go into the bye, try and come back, win, win the last five. He says it with, with enough conviction that you say, OK, I believe that you possibly can. Deep down, I don't think they have any prayer of winning the last five uh, in the ways that they have in, in in previous back against the wall situations. But Rodgers is determined to play, and he's determined to play in this game, and he's determined to play in this rivalry, and he's determined to fight through all pain and discomfort because that's who he is. And he said, you know, candidly, look, I I started my career playing behind a guy that started three hundred consecutive football games, right? And you learn a certain level of commitment and toughness and and investment to the guys around you. And so Aaron Rodgers was on his usual... Tuesday appearance with the Pat McAfee show, which God bless the the writers in green Bay that have to track that every week, because I would probably put a fork in my eye if I had a, to, to listen to that back and forth every single week for 18 weeks. But he was asked about needing to play in this game. It did feel like a movie soliloquy, right? It's, it's like, it almost gives you goosebumps. You understand that these are the types of um, competitive leaders that guys respond to you've obviously been in the business long enough you know when you're around people that that give you that 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 juice that ignites your passion right and and rogers is one of these guys i'd be curious to know what what you make of all that because there's a lot there's a lot within
1: there was that dennis quaid or aaron rogers <laughs> it, it did seem like a little bit of a movie a couple of things i think number one that's not a surprise when you have observed and respected for as long as we have observed and respected Aaron Rodgers. He's a pretty tough guy. He plays through a lot of pain and injury, as it turns out. I think also to apply what he said to the the news of the day, it helps you understand fully what Justin Fields Feels as well, because I think that inherent competitive greatness, that inherent desire to want to play through pain and injury for the good of your teammates, for the good of the cause, that's difficult to describe, but impossible to ignore. And I think that's one of the big reasons why Justin Fields was on the practice field Thursday, why he will likely play on Sunday. And Dan, I think it also goes back to this. It's one of the reasons Justin Fields was as transparent as he was when he was talking about his injury a week ago before the Jets came. Because this is the last point on this. Players have to take control of their injury in terms of, number one, how they feel in their return, and number two, what people know about their condition. And he referenced this uh, indirectly and certainly not intentionally when Aaron Rodgers was talking. You know, the Bears have a recent experience and one of Aaron Rodgers' f- favorite memories is one of the toughest ones for Bears fans. It was a 2011 championship game, the NFC championship game. Jay Cutler famously did not play in the second half because he had a sprained MCL, as it turned out. He had a serious, legitimate, valid injury and a serious, legitimate, valid reason for not being on the field but you know what? Nobody told us that. There was all this, this scared silence, this vague description. And Jay Cutler still to this day is paying for that in terms of a reputation cost in Chicago. Cause some people don't believe he was hurt. I work with people who don't believe he was hurt. And yet that, that inherent desire to be on the field, I can't, I'll never believe that he didn't want to be on the field. I understand what Aaron Rodgers is talking about. I think it's it's what you have to have to be successful in the NFL as a professional athlete. Not everybody has it. Some people can overcome it and do it without that. But I think when he talks about that competitive greatness, wanting to play regardless of the stakes, regardless of the significance, I get it totally. I think he put that pretty well.
0: I think it was 2013 when Cutler had a, a groin that was almost basically torn off the bone. And came back in like 15 days. You have to do the math and, and relook it up. But it was like four weeks sooner than the initial prognosis was. And from that day forward, I never second guessed Jay Cutler's toughness again. Right? Like the guy played through a lot, uh, and, and to your point, dealt with a reputation that was probably unjustified because of some messaging back in a day where where messaging was different. Right? The, the world was different back then in terms of the the forums that were out there and available to guys to to express things. But but you know, some people may hear innuendo those comments from Aaron Rodgers, based on his opponent this week. And based on the fact that Justin Fields is still coming back and, and here is this a, a subtle dare from the, from the, the, uh, the, the, other sideline, right? Saying, Hey, Justin, you don't need to be a hundred percent, get out there and play uh, whether it's a dare uh, inspiration, I- advice, whatever you may call it. There's something lingering within those comments that applies directly to what the bears are doing this week. Justin's competitive desire, His hunger, his toughness has never been in question. To your point, if he plays Sunday and plays poorly, I think that's better than not playing at all because I think it shows the people around you that you're going to go to those lengths to be with them and give you... Give them everything you have, even if you know you're only at 75%, but 75% of you is better than you know 100% of your your backup or your third stringer. Then you get out there and you give it your all, as Roger said. And so this is a, this is a cool week for all these reasons. It's, it's just a, a fun week to see how Justin handles this, to see how he plays, to see what the just the entire theater of this whole thing is by the time we get to Sunday night and we're, we're doing our postgame pod from Soldier Field.
1: Yeah, because I think that... We could read into it that way, but I don't think that Aaron Rodgers was Justin Fields. At the same time, what you say is... It 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 just applies. (laughs) Because we're talking about a, a quarterback who, as we have discussed at this young stage of his career, which we hope is going to be a long one and successful one in Chicago, he has missed as many games to injury as he has won on the field. So you don't want to have that become part of your uh right profile because you don't want to be known as a guy that has an availability problem and not that he does i don't no haw's not breaking bad on justin fields okay but you have to you can't ignore the way the player thinks and I think we got a glimpse of that in in Aaron Rodgers little soliloquy there is that you always are concerned number one with missing out on something and and you want to be there for your teammates and number two as crazy as it sounds there's part of Aaron Rodgers that doesn't want to open the door to Jordan Love. Absolutely. There's part of every competitor that never wants to let his backup have that slight little crevice or crack for an opening that they could take over.
0: Well to that point Aaron still references 2007 when he came in in a game where Brett Favre got hurt within a game and played well enough that the Packers reconsidered their plans after that season. And the next thing you know, uh, Brett Favre was, was no longer with the Packers and headed to New York. Uh, and, and and so look like you don't want that door to open for the guy behind you because you, you just don't know if it's your last day then and so uh we'll see where this goes we'll have a lot more on justin in a little bit about what's available for him over these last five weeks of the season uh but i mean i'm telling you man like th- when i got the participation report thursday afternoon and it said justin fields full there was a spike in in my excitement level there was a spike in in the way my blood was pumping because fields versus rogers is why we sign up right this is this is the type of thing given the emergence that. Justin had in November and given who Aaron is like you, you've got the opportunity now for the young up and coming emerging bears quarterback to take down the Packers legend in a December game outdoors at soldier field. It, it sets up in a way that's super appealing and super intriguing.
1: Last thing on Rodgers before we move on to our numbers game. So I asked Wayne Larravee, on the score on Thursday morning, Wayne, of course, the voice of the Packers who knows both the bears and the Packers, as well as anybody been part of the rivalry since 1985 when he was doing bears games. But I asked him, will he frame this? Will he uh, address this as possibly Aaron Rodgers' last game at soldier field in a Packers uniform because of everything we've talked about and everything everybody knows about the uncertainty around Rogers future. And he said, No way. And he said, there are 60 million reasons why it won't be. He was pretty certain, Dan. I don't know that everybody in Green Bay is that certain, but I was struck by his confidence that Aaron Rodgers will play again, right again at Soldier Field.
0: Well, it's also a funeral you want to be late to rather than early to, right? Because because guys like that, you know, five years ago, we thought Tom Brady was done, right? And then, and then he, I think he's won two more Super Bowls since everybody basically had him on the way out. And so with the greats, you just you err on <laughs> on the side of, of caution and common sense and everything that uh, tells you that these guys find a way. So we'll, we'll see what direction it goes. I'll tell you that I will uh, savor every single moment, right? Like that, that we get to cover this and watch it play because in the times and the games that I've had to cover Rogers. It's rarely uh, been a letdown. It rarely has. And so let's see what Sunday has to offer.